Hey friends, welcome to Multifamily Mondays with me, Pam. I was able to find financial freedom, become job optional, become financially independent, retired early, whatever the hell you wanna call it. I found my new path. So I was able to quit my full-time job in two years from engineering. I've been doing it for over 10 years now. And I'm here to tell you in 10 minutes or less, or maybe sometimes more, depending on how my brain is flowing, how I did it, help answer questions. It's my way of giving back to the community now. So stay tuned. Hey guys, so let's talk about today's uh, very important trendy topic. Sorry for the dog noise in the background. Uh, I'm okay. Let me segue really quick. I'm actually at the Marriott Hotel in Tampa for a crew network conference. Figure I'd try something new. So if you hop onto YouTube uh, to look at the video of this podcast recording, you'll see that I'm actually wearing a what is it, the lightning bolts, um, hockey sweater. I'm in a hotel setup, so my background's all different, which comes with its pros and cons, guys. So I traveled here and brought my mic over and have my handy-dandy laptop, but I obviously can't control all the noise that's coming in from all around. Um, But that's okay. This is the first time I'm learning that this Marriott allows dogs, and those two big dogs are actually upstairs from me, and that's okay. Uh, Hopefully, they don't bark during this recording. But let's get back to this this super important trendy topic that's out there right now, house hacking. So many of you have heard about this. For those of you who have not heard about house hacking, the definition of house hacking is basically uh, starting small and maybe buying a home where you share with a housemate or maybe you buy a duplex and you rent out the back part of the house and you get you get that, right? And you just kind of go from there or you get a triplex or a quad and then you move on up. So if you're using, uh, you're thinking of using house hacking as a tool to get into real estate investing, this is the episode for you. I'm going to be talking about the pros and cons and I'll give you my two cents. So let me help save you some time right away right now. Me personally, I don't recommend it, but hear me out. Let's start with that. House hacking refers to a strategy of buying multifamily real estate, right? Living in one unit while renting out the rest of the units to offset living costs. Basically using that concept of other people's money, OPM, right? To help pay down your mortgage while also building up your equity so you can get that much closer to being financially free and living off of passive income. And the property typically is on the smaller scale. So to me, this is multifamily residential, which for those of you who have taken my class, you know that I'm not a proponent for this because if you're going to jump into multifamily, you might as well buy five units and above. But that's a separate topic for a separate day. There are many perks and benefits of buying five units and above. Number one, it's the lending. We're not going to get into that. Anyway, so the multifamily residential side, that's what a lot of house hackers do. So the main pros, number one, you get to live in your property for super cheap, right? Because of OPM, other people's money, paying down that rent, um, or I mean, paying down that mortgage with their rent money and building that equity. Or sometimes you can live for free. That's kind of the ultimate goal, right? Where their uh, their payments cover all your expenses. Uh, Number two, you get to make money while you're living there, right? On the same property or the same lot. And then the third pro is you get someone else, aka your tenant, 
to pay your mortgage for you, which I talked about that already. It helps you build equity, which is my last point. Anyways, you're building that equity for the long term. That all sounds great in theory. And some of us may have done that before too. And some of you guys are currently in it right now. But let's consider some of the cons, okay? Number one, it doesn't scale as fast as you think it would. What I mean by this is that you might be in this house hacking phase for a very, very, very long time. So if your goal is to retire early, you might not get that cash flow as quick as you'd like. Sometimes you end up breaking even. And in all honesty, um, a lot of my friends who have seen do this, they are usually losing a couple hundred a month, meaning that the tenant is paying that rent, but it doesn't fully offset the mortgage, the utility bills, or the uh, insurance and taxes. And so the owners, the landlords, my friends, have to pay an extra couple hundred just to cover that part. Okay, and the second con right here is that the numbers really don't work. What you'll find is, is that you, know, you can rent that extra unit, but it will not be enough to cover your mortgage and more. So you end up breaking even, which to me, that's a big no-no for investing in real estate. You never cash flow negative, okay? And then here's even the harder part. The third con here is that the emotions come into play because when you're on site with a tenant, they know where you live. Guess who they're going to come knocking on the door at 2 a.m. in the night when, you're to when their toilet's broken, when they have heating problems, when the water's not working? It's you. And since they think you are right there on site, their problems, they think that their problems are just as important as your problems, and therefore you need to solve them right away. So emotions come to play, and it's hard to stay objective. And so... That's just something, you know, you want to think about. Do you really want to live on the same site as your tenants? Because that increases your vulnerability. And to me, when you increase your vulnerability, you increase your risk. Do you really want your tenants uh, who are strangers living on site with you? Some of you may luck out. Like, you know, maybe you land like a, a, a life partner or maybe a great friend where you travel the world together or something. But in all honesty, you deal with the complaints and you deal with having to do the fixes at the most inopportune times for you. So you're going to be their property manager 24-7. So that's up to you to decide if that is that something you want to deal with. And that could cause a lot of stress for you. And the next con here, a negative, is that, you know, you need to imagine that um, your tenants most likely will not take care of your property as great as you. Because let's be real, if you are a renter, you're not going to love that place as much as your own home where you put in your blood, sweat and tears and hard earned money into so no matter how much a tenant loves your property, they will never treat it as great as you would. So they may not see eye to eye with you. What else? They, they might not be as emotionally invested as you. And all that can cloud your judgment in general on how to operate the property as a business. Because guys, the biggest thing about real estate investing is you need to be able to operate it like a business and not let your emotions come in the way. Um, so in general, 
those are kind of the pros and the cons that come with it. Now, uh, some of you may be wondering why my preaching don't do this. It's because I've been there. I want to save you guys time as well. And I see it all around me. To me, I lucked out. Uh, I didn't know that this was called house hacking. And if you guys listened to my last episode on the Burr method, I despise acronyms. I despise fads and trends on certain things where people try to make it marketable when it's been in existence for a while already. So cut the crap, cut the noise, get down to what it is and just put in the hard work. That's really what it is. Um, and what I did when I first started out was I bought my first condo in San Diego. And as a single uh, female engineer, I was in love with my condo so much. However, my mortgage was really high. So I thought, well, you know, I'm not married. I you know, didn't have a boyfriend at the time. And I just thought, be nice to make some friends. So I rented out the downstairs bedroom to uh, a roommate or a housemate. So I didn't know at that time, that's what house hacking is. I just thought, hey, why not get, you know, a win-win situation? I get a new friend, plus that person gets to pay down my mortgage, not completely, but at least I don't have to pay the full mortgage and all the expenses of the house. So that was pretty fun, uh, the idea at the time. But after a while, you kind of want to live on your own. You don't want to have to share that space. So thankfully, that lasted for only like a year or two. And bless his heart, I I do love, uh, you know, the, the tenant I have with me, but I love coming to my own home and my own space and not having to share it. And that's just me because um, I'm an introvert. But some of you guys are looking at like, I've seen some people who like rent out their whole, their whole house where they might have like a five bedroom house or something and they live in one and then they rent out like all the other four. And um, the, another form of house hacking is what you guys have heard of like Airbnb where you share the home with someone like personally, Ah, that gets old after a while for me. It's not fun. I want to be able to come into my own home whenever I want, not have to deal with strangers. And that's that. And that's okay. There's no judgments here, right? To each their own. We have our own preferences. And um, the other way that people do it is like, maybe you have like a, a duplex. Um, for example, my parents have this. Uh, they rent out the back part of their house and they live in the front part of their house. Now they're retired, they're old, so they don't mind. That's the extra space. But me personally, I don't care for that because if I have to deal with all the, with the tenants coming to knock on the door to fix certain things, it's just too much for me. Um, granted, my situation or my example with my parents probably doesn't fall into this because I end up having to take care of all this stuff for them. But I'll be honest with you, I have a third party filter. I don't do the fixes for them. We hire a property manager because we just want that barrier. So that's kind of my workaround. Um, so that's my thought on it. And then in all honesty, if you really want to jump into real estate investing, how much time do you have left in your career before you retire? That's something you really need to think about. Maybe if you're just like a college student just graduating and you landed this incredible triplex or something, sure, start off with that and, and spend a couple of years in it. But I'm willing to bet maybe even less than five years in, you're going to be that burnt out landlord. So my urge for this podcast is to let you guys know that sure, house hacking is a strategy, but if you're really thinking and you're truly serious about doing multifamily investing in a larger scale where you want to be financially free like me, where you have passive income coming in and you don't have to worry about having to go out to work or be negative cash flowing on your property, then just jump into the realm. It's in the realm of commercial real estate. So you need to buy five units or more. 
Let me repeat that again, five units or more. Now, if you wanna go this route with house hacking and go one by one and, and kind of grow that way, just know that your biggest, um, your biggest like pitfall right here is the time. And with time, you're gonna get older, more tired of things, and you may get burnt out and you may not reach your goal ever. And I see that happening all of the time. And then what ends up happening is those guys, they sell their homes to people like me who are investors. And then what I do is I put my family in them or I continue to sell it and, and move onward because it's not my bread and butter. I like to buy 30 units and up, but if the numbers work, then I just kind of, uh, I sell it to my friends and family. But that's not the goal, right? You want to generate wealth. You want to create wealth for yourself, for your family. So perhaps consider two things here. If you truly want to go into multifamily investing, it is a team sport. The sooner you learn to play with others, the more successful you'll be. And I get it. It's dealing with money. It's dealing with fear. It's dealing with like, who can you really trust? But Guys, I've been there. I'm on the other side of, of the grass. The grass is greener and I want to throw the rope back for you here. So here's the thing. House hacking is a solo sport. So you're going to run out of capital to buy new homes. You're going to exhaust your credit on top of that because you're operating in the residential market. And then you run that huge risk of being that burnt out landlord. So in all honesty, if you're going to do it, just do it right, in my opinion. Now, this is just my two cents on multifamily investing, because the sooner you learn to work with other people's money through partnering up, the better you'll be and you'll be able to scale up faster. That's the key. You scale up faster so you can quit your job faster, become job optional, and ditch that nine to five job or whatever job you have or jobs you have so that you can create the schedule that you want. And I know that we come from different walks of life here. And perhaps, you know, this might be the only way for you to, to set your foot in the door. So if that's the case, then by all means do it, but do know it's going to take you longer and you run the risk of being that burned out landlord. But I'm willing to bet that 90% of it is, is fear. It's based on that four letter F word fear. I'm, I'm encouraging you to just get your foot in the door properly just to get a real taste of it. And so if I can impart with some advice here, guys, I highly, highly, highly recommend you save your energy because time is precious. You cannot buy time back and you deserve that happiness and your energy should, should be put forth and your hard earned money into partnering up with the right people. So maybe that's your, when you're starting off, maybe that's your family. Maybe that's your coworkers. Maybe that's your friends. Uh, it's up to you to determine who's the right fit for you. I can't tell you that. Um, I can share that my first deal was with my, my engineering coworkers um, and go after that five plus unit if you truly want to get into multifamily investing. Because as I said, the lending requirements are different. The business model runs differently. And in all honesty, it's like when you have your, your feet in two different lanes, you you don't become an expert or create a niche. And I have always been a proponent of, of just being good and an, ex, an expert in one area. Do not become a jack of all trades because you'll be a master of none. And you'll honestly spread yourself so thin that you cannot excel. So pick a lane, 
and become an expert in them laying. So weigh your pros and cons here is what I'm really talking about. Have multiple exit strategies in place. Um, I'm very curious out there. Have any of you tried house hacking? Like I said, I did it before, but I didn't know that I was doing house hacking when I was beginning my career in real estate investing. I just stumbled upon it because I was like, you know, looking for a friend. And also I was just like, well, how else can I decrease my expenses? Well, sure. Let me let someone else pay for it. Um, but that just, it wasn't my ultimate goal. My goal was to buy more than five units. But at that time, that's what I did. And I guess it's now called house hacking. Um, but have you guys looked into other options? I'm kind of curious. Or if, you know, there was a type of other strategy that you tried. And I'm curious on to what you ultimately chose and why. I would love to hear with you. Um, like I've shared before multiple times, and maybe so, for some of your ears, I might have talked them off already. So forgive me here. But for this is for those who are just joining in, who are new to my podcast series, my first property ever in multifamily investing was a six unit property in San Diego in my own backyard. And it was after I bought my first condo and had a roommate or a housemate to share um, expenses. So I partnered with three engineering buddies of mine and we've come full circle. I cashed them out. I own it all. And to this day, it still keeps giving me cash flow. Like I, it's like, uh, an infinite return. And if you don't know what that is, guys, go to Investopedia online or Google that. that. That will explain it right there where I have zero money in on the deal and the money keeps on coming. So, so the goal is, guys, that's what you want to do in multifamily. It takes time though. So that took me time. And I don't know how much time you have. You might be, you know, I don't know, 20 years old. Maybe you're 40, maybe you're 50, 60 or 70. I don't care. The Biggest thing I want you to really think about is if you're gonna house hack, think about how much time you have left in your life and is it worth it to you to deal with that? To deal with tenants being on your site at all times, the tenants coming and knocking on your door or um, you know, not ever being able to have all your expenses paid or cash flowing positive to have that passive income because it's not scalable. You need to think about all that. But hey, like I said, if this is the only way you want to do it and you think this is it, then by all means, do it. I guess the biggest takeaway from this episode is take an action. Maybe you need to email someone and connect. Maybe you need to connect with a broker. Maybe you need to email me and my team. Whatever it may be, make a phone call or whatever. Do some small action right now. And if you're like, hey, Pam, you're crazy. I don't have enough money to even buy a property. I'm going to say, kick that thought to the curve because if you think negative, you're not going to get there. You need to start thinking differently and just say, hey, I might not have enough money today, but what can I do now after listening to this that will help me get closer to that goal of mine? So you won't be able to solve it in one day or five minutes, but you better start planning how to get there. And I know you can. We have a website chock full of materials and free um, articles that we've written and you know just there's a lot of resources on there go check it out or google or go on youtube i mean by all means there's so much information out there find what works for you that's what i did to me it was learning from a book uh, to me i wanted to get there faster so i worked with a mentor or a coach um, so, and that's for me but you might learn differently than me all I'm urging you to do is take that first step. And if my team and I can help you, uh, just send me a message. 
And lastly, if you really enjoyed this podcast episode, let me know if there's any topics that you would love to hear about, or if there's any other takeaways you got, just let me know. Give me a positive review, a five-star review on any, any of the places that you download your podcast. I would really appreciate it. It lets my team and I know that you know what we're talking about is really resonating with some of you out there. And I'll be honest, I'm a quality over quantity kind of girl. So if I can touch one person's heart out of a bazillion and help them succeed, that would make me die happy. I don't need to touch a million people's hearts. Well, I mean, it'd be nice, but I'm just saying quality over quantity. That's how I work. Other people work differently and that's okay. So hopefully if you're listening to this and you've made it this far and listening to me, thank you. I just want to let you know that I really appreciate you and I would love to hear from you. And if there's anything you want to learn about, let me know. I'm working on my intermediate and advanced classes right now. And, you know, with the whole pandemic going on, we're, we're probably just going to have to be virtual. I'm really bummed about that because I like to have things in person because I want to meet you. I want to talk to you. I want to hear your story. I want to know why you want to do what you want to do. And I want to see us help you. Like, I want to formulate a game plan. I want to work with you until you succeed. That's what makes me happy. Um, and it's been fun doing that for the past 10 years now. I love seeing how happy my investors are. I love seeing how happy my clients are, my property managers and my tenants. So yeah, that's that's what I'm realizing is my purpose in life at the moment. I'm sure it's going to change. And I know I'm rambling with you guys, but truly I'm happy. I'm here this week at, you know, a crew network convention at, um, or not convention, a summit um, in Tampa. And I get to do this with females. Because CRU stands for commercial real estate women. So I get to help them out. There's so many disciplines within the commercial real estate industry. And so it's just so nice to connect with people. And I think if, if the pandemic has taught me anything is that quality connections really help your heart, your soul thrive. And I'm on that mission. So, um, all right, enough rambling for today. Here's my two cents. Don't house hack. Do not, do not, do not. If you're going to jump into multifamily investing, buy five units and up, please. All right, guys, you know how to connect with me. Find me on LinkedIn, find me on YouTube, find me on Instagram. Uh, just join TikTok too. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> I feel pretty old on there, but hey, you know what? Really glad we got to a thousand followers and I hope we have more. Um, I, I love educating and mentoring younger generations. So the world is changing guys so let's help spread kindness and love and just hope even more you guys got this like i said do something today after this that will help you get closer to your goal whether it's a phone call an email setting up an appointment reading a book reading an article you got this guys take care Thank you for listening to Multifamily Mondays. I hope you found today's tip or stories or anecdotes really helpful and gets you one step closer to your real estate investing journey. I would love to hear your key takeaways from today's episode. Do me a favor, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. And in that review, leave your key takeaway from today's episode or suggest any other topics you would love to hear about that deals with multifamily investing or taxes. 
This is Pam Scamardo signing off. Let's go create wealth and make it a wonderful day.